Welcome to the Hit Parade Podcast. Come join the nation's award-winning number one repack brand and our hosts, Joe Kay, Patrick Mancuso, and Tom Hughes, as we discuss all the happenings in the world of sports entertainment, and we speculate on where things are going in the industry. Follow along for some hot takes and cool products that you're going to want to hear about. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the 12th edition yeah, 12. of the Hit Parade Podcast. We did it. It's great. Uh, the NFL draft is out, but a lot of people listen to our mock draft spectacular just so they could hear Tom get it wrong right from the get-go. Um, <laughs> right off the bat. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. I'm your host, Joe Kay, alongside Pat Mancuso and Tom Hughes. And our special guest today is Logan from the back. Logan, who are you and where are you from? Uh, from I'm the Logan, back. I'm Logan Edwards. Um, I'm from... Middleport, New York. <laughs> real, real, you know. From the backwoods. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Country. Real in there. Country um, roads. Big Eagles guy, big Miami Heat guy, big Phillies guy, and I'm just excited to be here. I'm excited to get going. Right. We got a big yeah. day. Yeah. Planned just just to tease something, uh, obviously we have a big Knicks fan here, and uh, there <laughs> might be a basketball series going on that we'll talk about soon. It, it might get a little there are, there might are, There's never been, like, a, a Knicks fan to team up with me. I'm always going against someone. The first round, <laughs> it was David. This round, it's Logan. Next round, if we win, I Oh, next round. Oh! Next time, if we win, well, I'm trying to think about who would be if there's any fans. For I mean, there's a ton of Boston fans. Yeah, that's easy. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you guys had a better chance for going to Wembenyama than you do, you know, winning this year. Green against the cherry picker. Hey, yeah. yeah. All right, all right, there we go. <laughs> we'll, we'll get there. Thanks, we'll get Tom, there. for yet again <laughs> helping us so much. So Logan is here because he kept popping in the office to give us just fantastic draft insight like kid knows his shit so i was like hey you should be on the podcast and then he got really really excited about it and bugged us until we were like yeah you can just be on we don't care so he's here hopefully you don't let me down yeah um you might it's fine i'm used to being let down (laughs) but uh we're good here uh so anyway let's just uh get started so there was a show actually in kansas city during the nfl draft tom was there he went to the nfl draft for part of it at least and uh other than that like tell me how the show went man i heard it was okay yeah, it was it was a local show that was a little amped up because of the draft. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we, we had a lot of people we knew there, so we, we had a couple of deals set up when we got there. Shout out to Chuck. Yeah, Chuck. Chuck, Chuck hooked us up and then uh, had a couple other things, you know, a couple of new people we met, a couple of new deals, so that's always good to meet new people. Uh, and then went to the draft. How um, was the experience? Uh, it was a lot of fun. I was, I couldn't believe how big the whole campus was really like you walked up and there's this huge area where they have food vendors and beer vendors and punt pass and kick mm. and giving away here and panini wait, 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 did you punt pass and kick no how did you not uh, age limit? Age limit. it had to be an age limit. no it was, <laughs> it was like it was probably like a half an hour for each line to get like ah, so i wasn't like waiting disney ride yeah, yeah like, it, the, like the lines ones. were insane for everything uh panini i think they gave away some packs um so we're going through all this thing. We're like, wow this is really cool and then the David Adams teams were there, and they're like, oh, we're down here. We're like, what do you mean? We're we're up here. So we go around this little bend, and then there's this huge other just area that has hu- just – there's the actual draft. Like, we even see the, the, oh, yeah, the stage. Right. I heard there's, there's a th- a th- over 300,000 people there in, so I, over I, the weekend. I, I, lost, the weekend. I, lost, really? I yeah. lost count at seven, so <laughs> that's um, about right. Yeah, it's yeah. funny yeah. you mentioned that. I saw on the NFL Instagram they did a panoramic view of the entire field from the nearest hotel room, and somebody – the first day, nobody was there, and then within two hours, you couldn't see the grass on the field. That's how many people were there. That's so, nuts. yeah, very interesting. But uh, it was cool to be be right up there. We got up real close for uh, the beginning of the draft, first like 10, 12 picks right up front. 
Um, just being there watching, you know, each te- team has a section in the very well, front. Well, that's what I was going to ask, because it seems like people, like, fight to get to the spot, and then they kind of, like, when it's not their team's pick, they kind of skedaddle, and there's always more different team people around the front. No, so... It, Did they have to fight for position? Like, general, general admission or something? So, like it's, so, there's just basically general admission for the most part. But then in the front... Um, they have actual seats that I was told they're like a thousand dollars or something like that That's to get in this. But it's like each team has like a team section of like probably thirty seats maybe. All right. All so right. each team, and it's funny because they they do it by division. Uh, so mm, I just don't know how there was like East is all together. Like how they're not fights. Yeah. Like like you got the Eagles and the Giants fans sitting next to each oh, other. Yeah. Who's to say there weren't fights? I mean, there could have been, but when I was there, there were not. Sir, um, my, my big question with that is, how do you get those tickets? How, how are you selected to be part of your team? I mean, there's with all those people that are there, do they walk up to you, and do they just say, hey, you know, you want to come sit up front? I mean, I have awesome. no idea, Maybe. but, as, as you know, being in Buffalo, Elvis was there. Yes, I saw him. So, uh, oh, the Buffalo Elvis? Yeah, Buffalo. yeah so, so, so I don't know if that's a, it's a fan kind of lottery, if they ask, like, super fans or season tickets. I feel like they the chefs there, too. Yeah. But, the, yeah, the but it was chefs, I feel like they were there last people year. People dressed up in full costume. It was great. Um, and then after that, after about 12 picks, I went back into the media area because we had access back there. Uh, I got to go in the green room and ask some questions to some of the prospects, which yeah, was cool. Yeah, I saw that. Quick that's, flex that's very right interesting, yeah. yeah. Just a little bit. That it was, was a little it quick was, flex. It was, it was super cool. Um, I wish I would have been a little bit more prepared because I didn't know I was going to do that going into it. It was kind of like, well, what now? What? Winging it. Mm-hmm. So it was like, oh, wait, Jordan Anderson got taken by who? Okay, what question can I ask? Right, you know, And right. it was like one of those things like trying to real quick on the fly think of something. Um, but it was like dog eat dog. Like it, just, it was – they were out there, and it was just 25, 45, whatever it was, people all trying to ask their questions. That's what it's got to be. Yeah, um, yeah. you're but never going to cool. get a word in if you don't. So. It was cool because, like, like even, like, like B. John Robinson, I was like, there was a hesitation. I was like, B. John! And everyone stopped, and I got to ask my question to B. John. Oh, wow, and, like, nice. and he, like, look, and you, they look at you and, like, respond. Did you freeze up to, real quick? Because I would have. So my first question, I froze up a little bit, yeah. and I mumbled my words a little bit. So I had to repeat my question. Um a little, little nervous at the first one. But after the first one, I was fine, and it was uh, yeah, just a really cool experience. You could be talking to the next Hall of Famers. Yeah, so, absolutely. You, know, you would be a great reporter. I feel like you would pe- You give you enough time, I feel like you would come up with some good questions. Yeah, I think my favorite question was I asked JSN uh, how I thought he complimented DK Metcalf. And, and Lockett. Lockett. I like because, that question. Because obviously, he, he's been the number one receiver off most boards. He was the mm-hmm. first one taken. A lot of those guys are expected to step in right away and have a big role. You have two established receivers there that have been there for a while. Uh, so it was like, you know, how, how do you feel yourself kind of fitting in there? Uh, and he was just like, you know, those guys do a lot on the outside. I can go in the, in the slot and just, just cook and, and work off them, which was cool. It's pretty awesome, man. That sounds like it's a, it's a blast. Uh, my question for you, so I've, I haven't been to an NFL draft before, but I've been to, I think, like three NHL drafts. I know that they're not the same at all in terms of, like, how big things get, but I but the thing I noticed in the NHL draft is that day one, like they just do the first round, and like you said, everything's packed, the arena's packed, everybody's there, millions of people, blah blah. blah. But then I noticed that the next day, when it's like not the first round, significantly less amount of people. Like, could you tell that there were less people there for that, or did it like die down, or did you so? There definitely were less people on day two, mm-hmm. but the weather also wasn't as good. Uh, uh, it was outside, it was raining, so mm-hmm. it was obviously less. But I don't know how much that was contributed to the rain, the rain and the weather. Yeah. Um, one funny thing was, so obviously when you watch it on TV, they say the pick is in, they announce the pick, and, like, it kind of goes in order. Well, there, um, they say, oh, the pick is in, 
And then they immediately announced the next team on the clock. So mm-hmm. I was actually in line getting a beer, and they said, uh, Houston is now on the clock. And the people around me were like, wait, how did I miss the first pick? What do you mean? What do you mean this? And I'm like, relax. Yeah. They just basically, the Panthers have gone to the NFL, yeah. told them who they're going to pick. Right. The next team has been informed of that, and they're on the clock. Um, they're going to come out and announce it, but there were some people like freaking out because they're not used to like the <laughs> those are live. NFL fans, right? Like, uh, yeah. Could. Why do you but, think it takes so long for the first team on the board to have their guy come out? Do you think they're trying to field phone calls to see what so. potential trades they can yeah, get? Because be. I mean, you talked the year that Trevor Lawrence got selected; he was the number one overall pick. I could have yep. told you that when he came into his freshman year of college. And, you know, you wait and you wait and you wait nine minutes when you know who's going to get selected. I mean, I, I don't think at that point they're taking any any calls. I think at that point there's no last-minute, last-second thing that's going to change their mind. People have been calling them for a long time trying to get up to that pick. That's true. Um, I think it's just a matter of they're calling people, making sure he, he calls people, let him have time to call. You know, they're just kind of going through the motions for a lot of that stuff. I think it's just because of, for TV. I think TV's got to get to certain spots. They don't want to announce it when a commercial has to hit. So it's yeah. just like, I think let's draw it out a little bit. More people but, are watching. Again, they got to try to. They do have to try to fill the four mm-hmm, hours. Mm-hmm. People just can't rapid fire pick. So which would be great. They're taking which, which would be awesome. But yeah, I mean, at least it's on a weekend, so right. I can stay up a little bit to watch it. Hundred percent. I, I mean, on a that. Thursday. Yeah. yeah, yeah those those Thursdays that are always on the weekend. Yeah, right. yeah. Wrong, but. Uh, I think it's a, I think it has a lot to do with that too. That that way, that's how they set it up. So that way they can say, "All right, we're back from commercial. All right, finally we can do the you know, go for it." Yeah. And all of a sudden it's like, "Boom, Bryce Young." All right, cool. Now they can run the video. They know exactly what they're going to play. All well, these packages, et cetera, et cetera. Et cetera. Well, they, yeah, they used to come on. You know, the first round pick beforehand. That was the worst. And I mm. think I think they probably said, "Hey, listen, we don't want we don't want that. We want people tuning in to see this." Well, yeah, there's still that hype yeah. there. You still yeah. want to see what they used to do is they just used to pan to the player on the phone. Always the worst. And it was just like you knew he was being taken. Mm-hmm. So it was yeah. like, and that was before mm. the even pick was in. You just saw it go right to the phone. And you're like, oh, speaking of going right to the phone and, and seeing a pick taken, there was a video. Of a certain oh. player getting drafted, and uh, was his name by the name of Luca Van Ness? He was Lucas. Yeah, Lucas. Luca, oh, it's Lucas. Luca, Lucas. Luca Ass Van Ness. Uh, yeah. And uh, went thirteen. Yeah. Well, guy's a dog. Guy's a good player. So is his dad. So let's <laughs> yeah. yeah. In, the, in the video, you know, he he's excited. You see, his dad's excited. Family's uh, hugging. Family's everybody. hugging. It's uh, an exciting moment. His, of course. His, yeah, son just got drafted. Oh, yeah, Lucas's girlfriend goes there. and hugs the dad, and the dad does the quick little double good tap, game. Double tap, yeah. good game there. Um, on the butt. How are we feeling about that? Dirty. Yeah, Patrick, dirty. Messed up. Patrick, you have feelings on this. I do. My dad would get punched in the face <laughs> yeah. if he touched my girlfriend. Like, we've, we've, we ran over so many situations, and to me, there's just no situation that you can tell me that just be like, you know, your dad just touched your girlfriend's butt. You'd be like, yeah. oh, that's cool. Don't worry about yeah. it. My da- I would have to run so, to my dad and be like, one, what are you doing to mom? You just cheated on mom. <laughs> Two, I got to punch you in the face just based off principle. Because if I didn't, you wouldn't think I'm a man. I got to punch you twice. Once for mom and once for me. A hundred percent. I might just walk up and punch him and be like, that's for mom. Boom. That's for me. So you can't touch your son's girlfriend's butt. <laughs> I don't care. Make good eye contact. One situation. Cat, that you just can't do it. So when I first saw it, I was like, oh, it really wasn't that bad. And then I went and watched it a second time and was like, nope, he, like, it was a double. He, like, it wasn't like he hugged and accidentally mm-hmm. might have touched it once. He was like, 
Well, he leaned, he leaned well, in. Maybe he accidentally touched it the first time. I was like, oh. And I, can then, t- I can touch it a second time. Let, let, let me double check that. I don't know. J.J. McCarthy's dad is like, yes. Right. He's <laughs> like, I am no longer <laughs> in the spotlight. Both of them were so awkward. I'm telling you, just in the moment of everything happening, I'm telling you it happened, and he didn't even fucking realize he was doing it. No, I, And then afterwards, like, now he's like, what else am I supposed to do here? You know, he has to, like, now it's blowing up. But I got to tell my son, I mean, I, I don't know if he did, but, like, I feel like if, if that was the case, I got to go to my son and be like, all right. Yeah, maybe he did Here's do that. the deal. Yeah. I tapped your girlfriend in the butt. I'm sorry. And then. Own up to it. And then the son's going to punch me. Listen, that's just it, though, because don't forget that she's um, Cole Komet's sister. Yeah. On top of Shout that. Shout out so her name. Right. Wow. So on top of that, like, now Cole Komet might have punched him in the face. Yeah. yeah you, you don't really know. My sister's body. That'll, that'll add to the rivalry. Oh, when Komet's oh, blocking him, oh, you know, oh, in the man. NFC North, that's going to be great. Honestly, that just gives them common ground. Yeah. So, <laughs> well, if I was going to yeah, lose, like, your sister's a dirty little girl. Has he, <laughs> has he came out and said anything about it? As far as his dad doing that? We would have heard something, right? Yeah, no, I haven't heard it. I think they're trying to stay out of the spotlight right now. Let's just let this blow Yeah, I I think in a day or two it'll be over, unless people like Buda Baker keep tweeting about it. Which is great, because that's exactly who I was looking to back me up. I was like, Buda Baker is (laughs) a stand-up gentleman. (laughs) And he was like, listen, I I corroborate the story with Patrick Mancuso. It's (laughs) it's totally true. He should have a backbone and punch his dad. (laughs) Um, Well, to be fair, he didn't see it at the time either. He was hugging his sister's. Pretty closely too, so yeah. There's a whole lot of weird stuff going on there's there. Maybe. A lot, a lot to, di- to, to digest. To digest. Was that his brother that jumped on top of him at one point when he was trying to hug his two sisters, maybe girlfriend, and one guy just wouldn't get off of him as he was trying to put his hat on? It could be. Yeah, yeah. that was another interesting part of his. We also don't know how many drinks were had before. This, oh yeah, so, you know, yeah. It just doesn't matter. That's a rowdy family. There should just yeah. be a line that you should not cross, and it'd be like. My son's girlfriend's that line. <laughs> All right. Anyway, yeah. Moving let, let's talk about actually some of the picks, some of the some of our winners and yeah, losers the, in the draft. The, the draft itself was pretty awesome. Um, it's always super fun just watching, especially the first round when all these trades start happening and people start moving up and down the board. Uh, you know, Patrick, I'm gonna start with you. Who were your like winners and losers? What'd you really like from this draft? Who? Oh man. From the draft, um, you were not prepared for this at all. I wasn't prepared, but you know what, I. I've, uh, I mean, I'm not as prepared as Jameer Gibbs, but uh, that was probably the the one that really surprised me the most. But I'm really interested in this uh, the the Colts pick, the Anthony Richardson pick. I want to see how that's going to pan out for them. I don't. I think it's an interesting pick. Good athlete, maybe yeah, the best athlete, athlete in the draft. I really sure. agree. I think he has a great arm. I think he's gonna. I, I think he's in a good conference to do well. Um, he's in the worst conference. Well, yeah. to do great, well, exactly. Vision yeah. to do well. Yeah. Yeah. I know what you meant. I'm sorry. Um, but it's also tough, though, like to to put a ton of pressure on uh, rookies. I mean, it's it's tough to get w- what you're you looking to. for out of them, but you have right. to. Um, yeah, I I like that. And I also like the Raiders. Michael Mayer is a great fit for them yeah. in the second round. Um, Notre Dame guy through and through, through and through, baby, through, through and through. through. Uh, yeah, that's 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 mine. My little. What about losers? Who don't who don't you like in this draft? I like that he followed that up. Yeah, I love um, it. He's gonna keep calling you out right now. No, he's I, gonna fight you later. That's, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I was just curious. I like he, and, he, uh, right now, this is just like a body bowl. He's just softening up the later. I got good questions later too. It's okay. <laughs> um, who don't I like? Uh, sheesh. 
That's a tough question. Though. I mean, the Lions definitely reached on some of their players. I think they could yeah, have well, traded yeah, for Jerome Gibbs, yeah, obviously. Right? So it's easy to call them losers. But at the same time, they did the right thing by trading down, getting more picks, et cetera, et cetera. Now, we kind of touched on this before we started recording. The Gibbs pick, is it early? Yeah, it is, but that's the guy they wanted. They probably knew they were going to trade Swift at that point, who's a guy they very clearly didn't want. Yeah, Thank um, you to the Lions for that, by right. the way. Appreciate it. So... They went out, they got a guy who can catch the ball and do what they want, what they've always wanted Swift to do in their offense. So I don't hate that so much. The, other, the one I don't like is Campbell, obviously, because, yeah. man, nobody were taking these linebackers that soon. Yeah. Um, maybe Dan Campbell just really liked that they had the same last name. That could be a factor. And yep. he's like, well, this guy's awesome, so screw it. So I, I'll come back on that. I, I agree that they kind of reached on the first-round picks. But if you took their first four picks and you would told right. them that they got – um, obviously Gibbs and Campbell and Branch and Hooker. Because mm-hmm. um, obviously Branch was expected to go in the first round. And yeah, a lot yeah of 100%. And there was talks about Hooker getting you know back into the first round. So they got possibly the quarterback of the future. Branch could be an absolute steal there in yeah. the second round. So overall, I really like their draft. I just kind of where they pick people make it look a little kind of wonky to me. Yeah. And for a guy who's coming off uh, as significant injury as Hendon Hooker, to be able to not have to play for the first year and be able to have one of the best offensive lines in football when he does, you know, make his first appearance on the Detroit Lions, I think that's big. I think that's a really good place for him to go. All right. Logan, we'll give it to you because I know you got a bunch of notes and things to yeah, say. Yeah, let's. Uh, oh, hold on. Let's grab one thing from the the box of mysteries here. He has a box. First thing that I could find is <laughs> my car. Like Eagles can. It's, it's a candle. Okay. Well, yeah, yeah. A candle. I'm not, I'm not 21 yet. I'm only 20, so I, I can only afford the candle. But uh, I thought I'd put this out here. <laughs> Aqua de Gio <laughs> too, folks. Let me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh. <laughs> That's in my pocket. <laughs> wow. <laughs> just that's, a candle. It smells delicious. Oof. Oh. Yeah, that smells good. Yeah. yeah. Put that your little nostrils. Like I'm, I'm, I'm going to get a 10-year-old guy ever. Back. <laughs> I'm going to make the pass. Yeah, no, awesome. we'll make sure that's in the camera frame. Yeah, oh, let's look, jump right into it. Oh, look, you're hitting the reds. Um, <laughs> surprise, surprise. I, I can't underestimate how proud I am of how Howard <laughs> <laughs> I, ever since I was an Eagles fan, I felt to be a part ever of the team. Ever since last year when I came an Eagles well, fan. Well, okay, all right. I wouldn't say that. I've been a fan since the Kevin Colbert, so I've had my fair share of, you know, hatred towards our general Sadness, manager. disappointment. Oh, and uh, I was really mentally affected when they took Jalen Rager in the first round. I didn't want him selected in the third round, and we took him, we took him over, obviously, Justin Jefferson, right? So it hurt. It did, and I was really affected. I didn't think we were ever going to be where we are today. Howie Roseman, something must have clicked when he picked Devontae Smith because now he knows to pick from the best colleges, you know. And he, he, I mean, we're the Philadelphia Bulldogs. Yeah, basically you're trying to become the Georgia Bulldogs of the NFL. The best collegiate defense of all time, and I, I think that's pretty, pretty well documented. We have Jordan Davis. We have, obviously, Jalen Carter. Mm-hmm. We have... Keely Ringo, who I think is a very underrated selection, right? Somebody well, who I, somebody who I think should have went in the first round, and I, I couldn't be happier that we the traded up for him in the second. Talk, talk that talk, Logan. Um, talk that talk, Nolan baby. Smith, who are are we kidding? I I would have been happy taking him at ten, and we got him all the way at thirty, right? And and to to top it all off, their leader for that defense when they were the best collegiate football team of all time. I don't care if he's short. I don't care if he was injured. Nicobe Dean 
is going to be our linebacker, and he's going to play better than any other linebacker in the league. And I, I hate to have, I hate to have that be the hot take, but you talk about a good cover linebacker and somebody who can follow the running back. It's hard nowadays to be able to have a linebacker who's going to get you those 14, 15 tackles a game while also being able to play in the pass coverage. And he's somebody who we drafted in the third round because of injury. He's going to be our future. He really is. But aside from that, aside from the Eagles being the biggest winners in the draft, which yeah. it's common knowledge at this point. Um, it is those. I, 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 I'm shocked. I will be the first to say the reason that I'm probably on this podcast right now is I had Anthony Richardson falling into the second round. I forgot to make fun of you for that. Yeah, yeah. And that was my bad. That was a bad take. But in he I was partially he... right. I, I was partially right. Will Levis ended up falling. I knew there was going to be a quarterback who was going to fall to the second round. You I don't didn't... get partially right. <laughs> oh, somebody fell into the first round. Yeah, 40 people did yeah. based off mock drafts. Congratulations. But the more that I think about it, when you have Shane Steichen, Eagles, you know, Former go. offensive God, coordinator and made Jalen Hurts almost an MVP. Name drop. Um, he, he's in the right system. Yeah, I think Anthony Richardson will thrive in that system. They need to have better offensive line play, the Colts do, than they did last year. I mean, you're talking about two to three pro bowlers that they had two years ago, and then this year they had nobody. Yeah. They looked like the worst offensive line in football. So I don't know how that change is made, but I really do like the Anthony Richardson pick. I think he... He has the most upside out of every quarterback. I, I think he could be, you know, the number one guy. I will say um, the Texans move shocked me. I mean, I I don't think anybody saw that coming. No. I, I didn't see a single mock draft that said they were going to trade into the top ten after their second pick, let alone the next pick afterwards. Yeah. And to talk about a team that didn't have anybody, right. anybody mm-hmm. on their team to You're get right. the two of possibly the best guys in the draft, that's, a, that's huge. That's the a big problem, move. The problem them. with the trade, though, is that they're not going to be that good next year either. And there's a solid chance that they might have just traded away, like, literally first overall next year. So They still have their first pick uh, next year. No, I thought that's what they traded. What did they trade then? They traded 13 that 12. they had this year to three, and then I think a second pick. I definitely could be wrong, but... Uh, there was multiple firsts. It was yeah. multiple. It but was... they had two firsts next year as well, so I think they traded one of their first-round picks, and it wasn't theirs. From what I understand, I, I definitely could have sworn they traded their own pick away. Now we're looking it up. Ah, uh-huh. Cleveland Browns first overall pick. So they or the Cleveland Browns first pick in the draft next year. Is that what it was? I don't no, that's what they have. They traded yeah, theirs. They definitely have that. They're yeah. betting on themselves, which can be definitely dangerous, you know, especially for, you know, them being such a young team. But they they stuck with uh the draft pick they got from the Deshaun Watson trade. And uh I mean, like I said, betting on yourselves can definitely be a dangerous game to play when you're such a young team like that. One funny thing, uh, so when Anderson and Stroud were in there for their uh, interview in the green room, uh, JSN had not been picked yet. And one of the Mm. reporters asked, what would you trade to get the Texans to move up to get JSN? And Stroud goes, I'll give him my right leg right now. Oh, yeah, that's what he wanted. Also, it was definitely their pick. So yeah, so it was Houston's pick that they gave they're away. They're betting on pick. themselves. They're keeping Cleveland Cleveland's pick. And like I said, it could definitely be a dangerous move, but it could really work out for them. Sure. I mean, home. and they'll justify it by saying, yeah, but we drafted Will Anderson. So mm-hmm. he would have been, mm-hmm. you know, it's like hitting a second. Whatever, it's fine. I get what they'll say. Um, do you think, so when you said that you were shouting out the Texans, is this a good thing for them, or do you think they're like more 100%. Lose? So you're big you're, on their, their you're winners? You're coming into the draft with nobody. And you're getting two of the top five guys yeah. that were in the okay. draft, right? I mean, I don't think that's controversial. C.J. Stroud might no, be a bust. Good. He could be, right? Yeah. But I mean, Any of these guys could be. 
Oh, 100%. 100%. I, as everyone else does, I love Will Anderson's game, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, CJ Stroud, obviously the testing can scare people, but, I mean, he's not there to ace tests. He's there to play football. There so, you go. I think you had something about a test, too, right? Yeah, I'm not a big Stroud fan, and uh, part of it's the Ohio State quarterback thing that oh, never really works. Yeah. Uh, but walking around asking people to draft, asking all the, the teams that had a quarterback or needed a quarterback in the first round. Everybody said Stroud. Everybody said Stroud. Yeah. That's the guy that everybody wanted. Um, so, you know, the, it'll be a popular pick. I think people like it. I personally don't like them giving up all those pieces to move up because I feel like they are still light years away from competing. Yeah. In the I think AFC. it's a good start. In, in an AFC that you're going to have to go through a combination of Mahomes, Burrow, Allen. Um, Rodgers. Rodgers now. You know, Lamar Jackson staying there, yeah. Trevor Lawrence, Justin Herbert. There are there are just so many good quarterbacks in that in that conference that you know you're, you're you gotta start somewhere yet. though. You, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta, gotta, gotta go. But they they tried this a couple years ago when they made the big trade to get uh, Tunzel, and they they traded first round picks. Still doing okay though. I was no, gonna but, say but, he's a top five tackle yeah, in the league. I, so I understand that, but, but they traded all these picks to make a to make a run and mm-hmm. never made it past the second round. Well, that was because they did other dumb things too, and this they seem to be having a little bit better luck with it. Also, don't forget they just have to win their division, and Tennessee isn't really impressive. Mm-hmm. Indianapolis isn't really impressive. So yeah, Jacksonville's looking pretty good. So that's like theoretically they're only thinking. We just kind of got to win. Yeah, we got to win that way. And uh, they didn't have. Two, I mean, I think they're third. I think they're third at best year. this year in their division. Sure, maybe. At best. But that's not what they're thinking. I get the whole Ohio State quarterback thing, but yeah. I mean, this isn't Cardale Jones we're talking about. I mean, the guy was a good player, like yes. the one of the best quarterbacks in the league, and that was solidified. I mean, when he originally came into the draft, everybody said he's the most pro ready quarterback. Right? Who was the other guy? Stroud, R.J. Barrett. R. Yeah. yeah. No, R.J. Barrett's a Nick player. Yeah, R.J. Barrett's, yeah, he's a small forward for the Knicks. I don't give a shit. <laughs> who's, who is the quarterback? J.T. Barrett? J.T. Barrett. Another guy that everyone was high on that. Yeah. Right. Well, so. He also won a Heisman, too, but it didn't really matter. That's just the way it worked. But C.J. Stroud is a bit of a different player. Plus, he can play with his legs and stuff. He proved a lot more on the field. Mm-hmm. Than he's not just a runner, like a no, lot no, of I Ohio know. State quarterbacks right. are. So, that's pretty cool. So, then, Logan, who was your loser? So you're super prepped to build the, the Eagles. The rest of the NFC East. I mean, come everybody on. Else everybody on else is on Everybody else knows we won the Super Bowl the you next three what? years. It's difficult to pick a loser in this draft now because, like you previously mentioned, the Lions, you know, they could be losers, but they got their favorite players, right? And that's that's mm-hmm. a good thing. Um Losers is hard for me. Patriots? I mean, there's... You can just no, go... Because I, like, no. I like that Gonzalez. Yeah, yeah that, that, was Gonzalez that was one of my good ones. Um, Losers yeah, just is focus. difficult. I mean, when you... I'd love to say the Cowboys. You know, oh, the Cowboys lost the draft, but they added a massive position of need. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were getting somebody... If you were running up the middle on the Cowboys every play, you would have won the game. I yeah. mean, they had nobody to be able to stuff up that offensive... Or, you know, that offensive line to be able to get the running back when he was running through the guards and centers. And... So I, I have two, and we'll just go from the first round here. Um, definitely the Jets getting Will McDonald, who's pretty good, but I still think he went too early. I think the Jets got kind of sniped there after there was the trade-up, and they lost You know, they lost on the guys they wanted. So I don't think they wanted to take McDonald that high, and I think the reason they took so long to pick was because they were trying to trade down and just nobody wanted to help them. Yeah. Uh, and then my other one that I didn't really love was Washington taking Emmanuel Forbes. Um Dude can kind of play, I get it, but he's small. 
Like, 166 pounds is light. I weighed more at birth. Like, there's just, <laughs> that's not exactly the NFL size player you want for a team that has many, many options and or needs many, many things. And to take, like, the little guy, I don't think it's going to work out in their favor, that's for sure. I was definitely scared of Washington moving up to get Robinson. I think that would yeah. have been a good move for them for in, sure. in the long run. Um, it makes me happy to hear that you thought they were losers because that's just another team I can't stand, right? But, <laughs> right. Uh, I hear you. When it comes to the Jets, I mean, like you previously mentioned, nobody wanted to help them. How much How much help can teams give them? Last year, they had the best draft. Oh, yeah, and, easily, you know, and, for sure. And now GMs might be realizing, we got to slow this team down. Because if they have another good draft like they did last year... They're going to be the second-best team in the AFC East. Yeah. They, definitely, they definitely could be the first. They could be the last. You never know. I mean, it's so easy. Think of last year. Russell Wilson was supposed to be the Super Bowl MVP. Yeah. How did that turn out? I mean, he had every weapon around him. He was the best quarterback entering his new division, and he sucked. Hope, you know, hopefully for you Bills fans, same thing happens to Aaron Rodgers. I hear you. Thank you. Tom, you yeah. got any <laughs> Tom, who are your other winners and losers you got going on? So, I'm, uh, obviously, I, I really like what the Eagles did. Uh, I don't yeah. need to write a book about it like some people. Here we go. Um, <laughs> I did not like the Raiders draft. I thought, you know, I do like um, Mayer there taking him in the second round, but I really thought that, this is a team that was kind of setting a reset after getting rid of Derek Carr. Mm-hmm. Uh, and for them not to come away with one of those top four quarterbacks, I think is a, a swing and a miss for them. Um, I was very interested, you know, hobby talk and, and like, hey, who's going to be the guy that people are going to be chasing? Um, obviously your top three quarterbacks are all going to be day one starters, which is great for the hobby, which mm-hmm. is great for football products this year. You know, people are going to be tra- chasing Stroud and Young and Richardson, mm-hmm. which is great. But the skill position players, it, it's kind of weird to me because you get, um, you know, Bijan gets drafted, absolute stud. He's mm-hmm. in the backfield now with Algier, who's a 1,000-yard ru- rusher as a rookie. You have Gibbs, who's joining David Montgomery, who has a, been a very good running back in the league. Who knows if he's going to get all the touches. Uh, Charbonnet, Charbonnet, is that how you say his name? Charbonnet, I believe. Yeah, the guy... He goes with Kenneth Walker, who last year was an absolute stud as a rookie, and and now you're drafting another second-round rookie running back. Doesn't make a lot of sense to me. You look at the receivers. JSN's going to be wide receiver three between Lockett and and DK. Johnson's going to be behind Keenan Allen and Mike Williams this year. Flowers is behind Bateman and OBJ. And then the top tight end, Kincaid, is in a situation where they have Dawson Knox already. Um, The really only one that stands out that has an immediate role might be Jordan Addison kind of filling in for Thielen. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was pretty interesting to me seeing some of these skill position players go to places that already have guys there. Um, some later picks I did like. Um, Josh down to in- Indy. I think that was a great value there. Could step in day one and, and be a contributor. Um, Jalen Hyatt for the Giants. I know I, I mocked a wide receiver to the Giants last week mm-hmm. uh, in the first round, and I thought getting him late was a great pick for them. Mm-hmm. And a real sneaky one that I'm probably giving away with some fantasy advice here, um, DeAndre Miller for New Orleans. Um, I really liked him coming out as a running back. You possibly have Alvin Kamara missing time for suspension. It could be a day one cont- contributor for them. Um, I thought they were going to go more wide receiver than running back. I mean, they went de- they went defensive tackle, defensive line. Yeah. Then running back and then quarterback I and mean, getting Derek Carr, I thought maybe they would. I think they're counting on and get Ma- out and get, Michael, and get Michael a Thomas. receiver. Yeah, they're waiting Michael, for Michael Thomas to get healthy. Yeah, Olave's obviously. But they've been waiting a while though for Michael sure, Thomas 100%. to get healthy. I mean, at some point you got to be like, look, yeah. we get it. 
You're just hurt. 100%. But the biggest winner of all this has to be the Tennessee Titans. Getting the best overall player in Will Levis in the second round, trading up to get him was was the move of the draft. And, listen, I will stand by it. I think in five years we'll all be talking about Will Levis being the best quarterback in this draft class. Now, for any new viewers, just so you know, when Tom is wrong, he just digs in extra deep, so that's kind of what we're getting here. <laughs> um, so that's I, where I don't think I'm wrong. By it. I don't think I'm and wrong on this. I mean, the guy puts mayonnaise in his coffee. <laughs> <laughs> he eats bananas with the peel. Yeah, like, it's just weird. About? Like, I can't get behind it. Until I see the day Peyton Manning put, puts mayonnaise in his coffee, I'm not trusting him. I mean, no way. That'll never happen. Listen, there was a Jesus before that happened. There was really a weirdo, and this is a terrible comparison because what happened is now. Just cut it out, man. Go with it. Run with it. As fast as talk that talk, Tom. Trevor Bauer was talked about being a complete weirdo, and until he turned out to be. He was a complete weirdo. But for Sessler, you're knowing Trevor Bauer. Man, you really noted Japanese pitcher Trevor Bauer. This is not allowed to soar across the Pacific to get to us. But for, in America. for seven years before all this other stuff came out, was a, a very good pitcher in the in the league. Still a weirdo, but just hasn't been. It, wasn't out in public. Let's yet. let's hope for him and his girlfriend's sake that uh, he's not like Trevor Bauer. All right, one last one last draft <laughs> class. I just wanted to point out here, and I hate talking about them because it just seems like they always do things well. Uh, shout out to the Steelers. Uh, they got a bunch of dudes who were mocked mm-hmm. to basically go in the first round. Uh, they might have actually had the best overall draft. I will say Philly had the best first round. It's, it's I think really it's fair. fair. Yeah, it's, it's fair for getting sure. Getting Broderick Jones in the first round, great. Mm-hmm. Get your tackle. Need one. Joey Porter Jr., which is awesome that Joey Porter Jr. is on the Steelers. Yeah. Uh, getting him in the second round. The fact that they Please hold. I also have – they also got Darnell Washington really late, yeah. which is cool. In yeah. the fourth, was it was the fourth round? Yeah. 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 And, and George uh, Pickens. That, and then they, end, line up against those then they end up getting uh, Benton, the defensive tackle, somewhere in there too. Yeah, so, like, they just had a really, really re- – yeah, there you go, right there. Really good draft all over. And so. they needed it. Build around Kenny Pickett if you trust him. I, I know. Mean, so, Tom, you look like you had something to I say. say. The fact that they <laughs> traded Clay, Chase Claypool. Oh, no. Oh, yeah, I know. And it got him <laughs> Joey, Porter Joey Porter Jr. Joey Porter Jr. is the greatest trade. They love it. Steelers is like, this is a – Steeler trade right I here. can't oh. believe, I still can't believe. Steeler fans are rolling a terrible <laughs> towel right now. Like, it's almost like the Bears watched the tape <laughs> of Chase Claypool for, like, his first year in the league where he was like, oh, this guy might have potential, and then never watched another tape of him again because he's been bad for yeah. two years now. <laughs> You're not wrong. You're not wrong. Um, anything else you guys want to touch on the draft before we move on? Yeah, how about that... Uh... Undrafted free agents that the Eagles picked up. I mean, you talk about a good after the draft. All right, let's <laughs> a quick name that I want to throw oh, out there. Boy. My way too early mock draft that I did last year had Eli Ricks going top ten. He did corner, mid season. Corner, <laughs> corner out of uh, originally LSU, transferred to Alabama. Didn't have much production with Alabama. I think it was the wrong system. He's going to a team that what has had happened. Darius Slay. James Bradbury, Avante Maddox, all dogs, right? Could be the best corner tandem in the league. I love and now you get the biggest number we'd ever have you here. Get a guy, you get a guy who has humongous upside for not even having to draft him. I mean, it's, I'm just saying, throw it out there when Eli Ricks is top Man, five it's, it's crazy that all those teams passed on that guy seven times. <laughs> I, love, I, love, I love how well you built that dude up. Like That guy needs you. you, look at, you I, need to go to that guy. And he was in my back. own way too early mock draft. Like, say, if you look at any way too early mock draft from last year, and if from you ask from no, no, mock draft, not, not just me, but if you look at any way too early mock draft, that guy was going top ten in everybody's draft. He was... 
He was projected to play very good with Alabama. He struggled, which I get. It wasn't the right system. He was more playing zone than he was man. It's just a good pickup. I mean, Coach Logan. All right, all right, all right. Coach Logan. We're not yeah, Logan. Okay, all right. Move on. Move on. That has been Eagles. Ty's enter, partner, TCU. Guy's got a leg on him. I hope he's got, I hope he's got two of them. <laughs> <laughs> Wish I knew what the mute one was. It's got to be this one. It, it actually might the be. The Bills drafted a punter had a leg on him, too. That didn't go yeah. so well. Oh, yeah. well Trevor yeah. Bauer situation. Because of his third leg. Anyway. Um, <laughs> yeah. So the playoffs are happening in sports. Which uh, one? Uh, let's start with the hockey one. Probably a good, <laughs> probably yeah, a good yeah. decision. Yeah. We won't get off the Because uh, we're not. This is going to be a six-hour show. We go straight to basketball. Yeah. Um, Tom, I'm, I'm pretty sure you're the only one that's watched a ton of hockey. Patrick, have you been watching hockey? I've been watching more. <laughs> so, like, one period as opposed to... No, no, no. You watch the highlights on ESPN. <laughs> no. That's I mean, fair. No, I watch a couple games here. What'd you watch? I watched the Devils game and the Rangers game. The Game 7? Yeah. Game what did seven. you think about it? I thought it was a good game. I thought, uh, well, I mean, just from a you know spectator aspect, yeah. that's what I wanted out of a Game 7. Yeah, like, no overtime and no, like, close game. But, doesn't no, matter. I mean... Doesn't matter. Florida gave us everything we needed. Well, yeah. Was, yeah, what a game that was. Sorry I, had, sorry I had skin on the Rangers, so, yeah, I didn't want to... <laughs> sorry, on, the, on the Devils, so I didn't want to see the Rangers score. That's fair. No, so, that's shocking fair. to me that the Rangers and the Bruins aren't facing off to get to the Cup. I, those the were best. my two teams that I thought, it's not without that's a doubt... It's not that, no, it's, the, it's not that surprising that the Rangers lost to the Devils. The Devils were very good all year. Uh, the Bruins, it's pretty... Pretty surprising, but nothing's better than the Boston Bruins losing in the NHL playoffs, except for when Toronto loses. But yeah. Boston losing like that after setting all these records and being if super Florida cool can and beat Boston, Florida can beat Toronto. But they can beat anybody. Yeah. So they pulled the I think State. everybody was yeah. sleeping on Florida. Florida won the President's Trophy last year. Mm-hmm. They had a rough start of the, start to the year. They've had some injuries. Uh, Barkoff missed a bunch of time. Who is their best overall player? Uh, Tuchuk's probably their best offensive player. But Barkoff does so much for them. That team won, like, 11 of their last 13 or 14 games to get into the playoffs, the hottest team. That team all along was supposed to be one of the best teams in hockey. They just figured it out a little bit too late to be where the Boston Bruins were. Correct, um, yeah. Rough goaltending played by them until, you know, Bobrovsky stepped it up in that game seven. Just remembered you know. who he was five years ago or whatever. Oh, just yeah. nuts. Yeah. So that's cool. But I don't think any of these upsets are... Incredibly surprising, right? Oh, the Boston Kraken. No, Boston won. Yeah, the Kraken. Yeah, I'm not going to say that that's... that's the Kraken had 100 points. Yeah. Like, just because you bet on them to not make the playoffs and, again, got that wrong because he's very good at being wrong, apparently, <laughs> in sports bets. <laughs> Except for that one time he bet on the Eagles to make the playoffs. That time he was oh, right. Good Take bet. Good, yeah, bet. good bet. Solid bet. Good Actually, bet. I think all my hot takes from last year in football were correct except one. No, that's not true. Can we go over all, all of them? We, yeah, like we can no, go over all of them. I can tell you how many times I was right. Nobody cares. <laughs> but uh, the point is, it's not that surprising that the Kraken beat the Avs. They're new, they're young, they're going mm-hmm. hard, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And Avs came in and hurt. Yes. They had injuries upon injuries. And then McCarr gets suspended mid, mid-series. Yeah. There's a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah. And the Avs, I mean, even that last game, the Avs played their asses off. They tried it. The they crack. tried. Then Grubauer shut the door on them, so that was really cool. And then uh, what the last one we have written down here is Oilers Kings, which that series was awesome to watch. They just beat the crap out of is, each other. Is for a this while. the year? Is this the year we see McDavid? No. 
Canada, rise up Canada, Canada can't value win the cup. More than already I'd like to see it. I think the NHL needs it. I mean, they've put so much at stake in, in McDavid. It would be great for the NHL if, if he came out with a trophy. Yeah, it'd be great. It, definitely. The NHL is hoping that they make a run. I think it's yeah. great that McDavid in this round. collectors are hoping that he makes a yeah. run. Yeah. 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 I, I think it's great that you're seeing McDavid versus Eichel here in the playoffs. You know, th- those two were pitted against okay. each other for a long time, and Eichel being on the Sabres never made it anywhere where they played in a meaningful game. Um, so seeing the two of them play each other, uh, I think is great for, for hockey, great for, you know. The narrative. Yeah, absolutely. And I think the best part about the NHL playoffs right now is that of the teams remaining, nobody's, like, won the Cup since 2006, which has been. Yeah, so it's all kind of like, right? yeah. 2006. So it's like everybody's still kind of, like, newer to winning. So it's like mm-hmm. you still have Edmonton and Toronto, and, like, Dallas hasn't been in there for a minute, like. It'll just be really cool. Like every team has like a fun story behind them, and they're all they're all playing really well. It's pretty. I want Florida. So then, let me ask you: You want Florida to win? I want Florida to win. They win. I want Florida to win because do I think they win? I mean, it's like Tom Tom already hit all the right notes with yeah, they were really good last year, and people kind of slept on them, and then they had to readjust, you know, getting Kachuk in and all that stuff, and now they're playing their asses off, and they just overcame the Bruins. So now they're feeling like they can do anything. Mm-hmm. They just know what they have to do. And now they're playing Toronto, who, all right, Toronto got over their albatross of the old first round, but do you who think, knows, you know? Do you, do you, sorry to butt in, but no, do, you, do you think them taking down the Bruins kind of solidifies them? Well, no, but, like, uh, takes away from the next round. I mean, it's, they, it's they work so things. hard to, to, I don't want to use the term, but, like, blow your load but, on, oh, on, that, you on that series. You got to use the term. I yeah. did, but I'm just saying. But sitting on that one for a minute. But yeah, they didn't. Like, is that the case though? Like, we're, de- we're you that definitely situation. That. You de- definitely seems that have teams that have letdowns. They have this big emotional win and then have a letdown. Um, but you can argue that Toronto just did the same thing. Sure. They had to do the same thing to overcome Tampa Bay and the first round and all their other stuff. Like it's crazy. Florida has no true like expectations on their back. Like, they just came in as, oh, we snuck in, you know, we worked hard, now we just upset Boston. They didn't immediately become favorites or anything. Now they're going against Toronto, who has an entire city slash country on their back. Like, like even in the Depressing even in the, even in Game 7 when Florida pressure. went up, Boston fans went just immediately flipped the swip, script on them, just booing and being just mm-hmm. terrible fans because mm-hmm. that's what they are, and they're just shitting on them the whole time. Like, oh, you know, just whatever, already out. Toronto's going to do the same thing. Florida goes up, Toronto fans are going to freak out too. So, like... It's almost like the same exact situation. It's just like right. they learned. And the good thing for Florida is they don't have that many fans. So right. That's what I'm saying. They have to worry about too much. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. So they, they kind of got that going for them. Yeah, I, I think right now Edmonton's the betting favorite to win it all. Of course it is. I mean, they have the two best players what do you, what do yeah. you know? in the league on the same team. Like, even, mm-hmm. like they just beat the Kings in a hard-fought series, and McDavid didn't really do anything. Like, Leon did it all. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's still, what, McDavid had 10 points? Right? Did he didn't get up to 10. Did he really? Yeah, in the six games he had ten points. That's insane. Yeah. I didn't even know he got up that high because in the first couple of games he was basically held scoreless. And it's hard to realize because he's so good, yeah. right? I mean, he could quietly have a two point game because every night Leon and you'll never in, know. Did Drysdale score in every game or just have a point in every game? I can't remember what it was. Oh, that's a good question. He might have scored in every game. I can't remember, but he did. Some, point is, he carried the load when McDavid wasn't he exactly better. firing sure. on all sin- sure. cylinders, and now, well, now he's about to. I can just feel it. It's going to yeah. be really fun. But needs uh, to if they want to win. Of course. Yeah. But so as as Logan said, it's it's great for the hobby. You're seeing, you know, obviously McDavid, but Matthews for Toronto is, is huge. Jack Hughes for more than one goal a game. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, Jack Hughes now for, for the Devils. Um he's come on as of late. So there's a lot of good young players that are playing now and playing very well. So it's great for collectors. Mm-hmm. You know, there's 
thousands of McDavid collectors who have been sitting on this waiting for his moment uh, to flood eBay with all his cards. I was just going <laughs> right. to say, do you think it's a massive sell point once they win? Do you think it, it's? Uh, do you think people continue to hold their McDavid cards, or do you think it it breaks where everyone just loses it and sells as high as they can? I think there's both. I think you know people who are McDavid collectors probably have a lot of McDavid. So it's one of those things where they're probably going to keep their their handful of favorite cards, yeah. and then sell the rest, half, keep it, yeah, yeah. And sell, sell the rest at, at, at a high point here. Um, Leafs fans are crazy. Leafs in general always have a ton of uh, value in the hobby. So I wouldn't well, worry about them making it to the cup. But that's just me. I, listen, I, I'd love to see them not win the cup at all, but they played really good. Uh, Ryan O'Reilly could be that piece that that helps them. He does all those little things, winning face-offs. Yep. Uh, he scored a big goal in, was it game five? He scored the big goal to, to tie it with less than a minute left. Um, they might finally have some of those pieces that are your character guys you need and not just all the skill um, to actually win in the playoffs. Mm. All right, let's just get to it because we're flying out here. The initial playoffs are happening, that's cool, but the NBA playoffs are in full swing as well. Yeah. Um, we'll touch on the games you guys aren't going to yell at each other about. Okay. So. I mean, the Kings and Warriors, Game 7, that was awesome. And Steph Curry just puts on a 50-point masterpiece to... I was not wrong. <laughs> yeah, I had the King, I had the Warriors in that uh, round. And I'll admit that I had the Kings. I mean, it was it was such a good good series for the Kings. I think they're finally making themselves known as an actual NBA team. Right. Gary Fox, collectors. They just found out how hard it is to score that many points yeah. every single game. Yeah. It's just the it's consistency insane. of yeah. the Warriors... And it's, brings on the next so question tough. of how are the Lakers going to stop stuff when stuff needs to score? I mean, when stuff comes into a game and he knows that, you know, he has to put on a performance, I haven't seen a time where he, he hasn't done it. I mean, Fair. realistically, he comes out there knowing that, I mean, you know, Draymond's not going to score 50. You know, Clay, it's game seven. It ain't game six, so Clay ain't scoring no 50, right? right. And Jordan Poole. It looked like that guy got spun around five times before he walked onto the court. I mean, he did nothing in the playoffs. And Steph came out and he one. carried that team. And yeah. good for him. Uh, does it make him top five all time? Oh, I, I would think so, but I don't know shit. So it doesn't I'm matter. not just putting that game in perspective. <laughs> yeah, I think no, it's awesome. case. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, he's a, from the championships to his stats alone, yep. I mean, yeah. how can you not put him up in the conversation? And if you're I would not? say greatest scorer ever. I mean, you could put KD in that conversation. You could obviously yeah. put the GOAT, Michael Jordan, in that conversation. Yeah. But game on the line, I think I'm going to have to put Curry. Not not last second shot, but I'm saying overall, if I need a guy who's going to lead me into the next series. Yeah, game seven? Yep. I think I put Curry in that conversation. I really do. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Patrick, I have a question for you. What's Dylan Brooks's problem? Yo, <laughs> Dylan Brooks. Did you doesn't have a problem? He he's playing the villain role. Did you did you properly. find out that he was told today by the Grizzlies? Yeah, that they will under no, no circumstances. circumstances. Under no circumstances will we want you back. Not only does the front office hate you, but most likely I feel like the team also <laughs> yeah, hates you too. He's still talking shit. Putting, but he played a uh, an okay villain when he was up. And of then course. as soon as he went down, it just washed That's, away, and he started pointing so the rumor finger has it. It's just bad. Rumor has it that you know Ja was a nice boy, and then he met Dylan Brooks, and he was like, "You got to get tough, man. You got to do this. You got to get a gun. Out. You got to get a gun. Let's do this." You know, and I, actually, I'm just making all that up. Yeah, but right, right. but you, know, you never know. We're paraphrasing um, here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're just making up stories. <laughs> yeah. Dylan Brooks told John Moran to get a gun. <laughs> 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 
Story Podcast. Catch it here. We're in the red. That's what's wrong with Dylan Brooks. <laughs> to be fair about that situation, I mean, Draymond and Clay said the exact same thing a year ago today, where they said they are big talkers yeah. until they're down. Yeah. And then they're down, mm-hmm. and all they do is whine. It's, That's he, it. he pointed the finger at everybody else, yep. and he didn't want to take responsibility. But and, the tough thing about the Grizzlies is they were banking on uh, Dylan Brooks to to basically win, the, win, win him that series, to be a part of the, to be a big That's part of that series, no. and that just wasn't going to happen. He's well, he was a big a, part of the series. Yeah. The wrong way. Yeah. Not a, yeah, like, not terrible. Yeah. Bad. Because yeah. that's what happens. Karma yeah. sucks. And you go poking the bear, yeah. a.k.a. LeBron. And about putting yourself in a bad situation, because what GM is going to say, I want that guy on my team? 100%. He's yeah. going to go back to Shanghai. Yeah, Wong Dong Tigers. Play, play, yeah. play for the Sharks, the yeah. corrupted Sharks. Shanghai Sharks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, Hold on, one, one question for you guys as general sports fans. So a lot of times series, like, they don't start until the second round of the playoffs is going to begin. But the NBA starts, like, combining them, and all of a sudden people are playing round two games while round one games are going on. Mm-hmm. Do you like that, or do you think they should keep them separate? I don't mind it. It gets me in different it, it can, roles It keeps while the competitive flow going, too, because you don't want, let's say, the Warriors beat the Lakers in four, which I'm not saying that by any means, but... Let's say, that first. Let's say that happens. Logan Edwards. <laughs> Care of the back room. <laughs> Let's say that happens, and like you said, they get to sit until the next game one that they get to play. That leaves Curry to just cool down. I mean, I don't like seeing that. I like I like the guys playing the exact same amount of games during okay. the exact same amount of time so everyone stays competitive. Yeah, but, it, but they could still sit if... If they would have won in four games and the Lakers took seven, they were still sitting. Um, I don't. I personally don't like it. I think um, it because now because other series start early, you could have series being done a week before another series starts. Yeah. So you can get really off on your timing if things go. It's wrong. all ratings. Yeah. So personally, I, I don't like it. It's all ratings. Just as long as the the more you're in the public eye, the better. Well, speaking of second-round games, the Celtics took on the 76ers in Doozy. Who wants to talk about that? Because it's not going to be I'll lead it off. Um, are we seeing the the next coming of James Harden? Here? I think so. I, Ooh. Mean, I think so. With them beat out, I mean, you, you someone probably lit a fire under him. And you in no to. way did I have the 76ers winning that game. No. You, no, neither did I. Yeah. If someone gave James Harden inside, they probably gave him a stack of 100. Like, you can throw right. this all in the strip club yep. if you win. Yep. He's like, I'm or, winning. We're actually just going to give you a keys to the strip yeah, club. Yeah, well, unlimited uh, credit. You, but Yeah, but you have to go out and drop, you know, 40. He would do that. I bet you he would do that. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. See, I think people are sleeping on the 76ers a little bit. I know they're missing Embiid, but Maxie's still a really good player. Great player. Yeah. So Bias Harris is just that guy that every day is going to give Role you a double player. double, mm-hmm. um, fifteen and ten. Yeah. Like, yeah. like that team, that team's still really good. And I think Boston came in thinking, "Oh, Embiid's out, we got this," mm-hmm. and kind of slept walk through it. Um, you know, they were kind of up most of the game by a little bit, but never put them away. Yeah, and uh, they got burned. And I think the Celtics are going to learn from this, and I think you're going to see a different team in Game Two. Um, I'm just afraid that like old Jason Tatum from last year is going to come play and not show up at all. Yeah, that's and, what he did and the trust finals. on Jalen Brown to carry him through. Right, it like and him and Marcus year. Smart. Yeah, and you got and then and then on the opposite side of the ball, you got James Harden, Tobias Harris, and Tyrese Maxey. And Embiid's gonna be back. He He's will gonna be come back. back in the series. I, I guarantee just, that. I don't know. I hope if Tatum can stay strong and kind of will that team into the right direction, I feel like they'll have a chance. But if he like pulls a Julius Randle, mm-hmm. 
As long as Grant Williams doesn't shoot foul best. shots with the game on the line. Yeah, foul shots? I hit both. Foul shots. <laughs> both. <laughs> messes both of them. Foul shots make me the most heated spectator of all time. Because there's to me, in the NBA, in today's day and age, there should be nobody on the court who can't sink both free throws. They're just not. We got Jokic draining threes. You got centers taking jump shots. Nobody should be missing free throws. It's a hard throws. conversation to have, though, because... It's a lot of pressure on the line. You have to be mentally prepared to make both of them. There are no ones in front of you, and you can have your own rotation. You can have your own situation happen to me. It just, that's one thing that the game shouldn't come down to that. 100%. You should be draining at least 95% of them. Maybe not 95 if you're a center, maybe 70 or 60. Or if you're Shaq, 40. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just bad. I I have one more comment before we get into the the brawl here. Um, You look at these teams. You, you still have a lot of the old heads running the NBA. You look at the Lakers, you got, you know, with LeBron mm-hmm. and ADs up, you know, up there in years. Obviously, you got Golden State. Most of their role, most of their players are in their 30s. Uh, the Suns, you got Chris Paul, who, sorry, Chris Paul does what Chris yeah. Paul does. I got hurt again last night. Um, hopefully, KD he's okay. On the but team. KD, um, the Heat are not a young team. Um, so, are any of these young players going to be able to take this mantle and run with it? Or is this going to be. Are we going to be talking about LeBron for the next five years and Curry for the next five years? Because we've been talking about them for 10, 15 years now, and they're still running the league. There's only one way to find out, and that they have to leave the yep. league. You just have to go. Yeah. I mean, you, you get to beat them. Someone has, to, someone has to go in and beat them. But, but, but as long as they're that. in the league, there really? will always yes. be a narrative. No matter what. If LeBron's in the yep. league, he'll always, he'll always have that narrative. If Curry's in the league and he has a team around him, you just shoot. Narrative of him, they just have to go. I away. understand the narrative, but when are they not going to be the best players? Because we talk about who are the best players in the NBA playoffs so far. Jimmy Butler, Dylan Brooks, <laughs> but it's it's Steph Curry, it's mm-hmm. Jimmy Butler, mm-hmm. it's you know Jalen Brunson. Okay, same amount of points as Jimmy Butler. Same amount of points. Same amount of points. Let's just get to it. Let's just jump <laughs> right, right in. Fine. Then the Knicks and the Heat are yeah. taking on uh, the Heat. So already, the Heat so already defeated the Bucks. So as he's taking off his Memphis Grizzlies hat, folks, and make sure you bring that San Antonio Tim Duncan's jersey out too. But for people who weren't paying attention, uh, Logan had a uh, what was that? A San Antonio Mitchell and Ness hat on, and then he just switched it Vancouver. out. It was like, what did you? It was pretty cool. Bring okay, either hat. way, it was a nice yeah. Team. Switched over to Miami. Listen, I'm an NBA fan, but if I was to pick a team, it's Miami. And that was that's great. Yeah. Did you did you, make, just, did you make the decision the same summer LeBron did? That's exactly the wheelhouse. But but in, in for for my how I chose the Knicks, I was watching the Knicks go into the championship. Yeah, Patrick, yeah, Patrick yeah. Ewing was walking. I was like, oh man, you guys are going to seem so different. Yeah. Oh, you're basically the we're same. the exact same. Yeah. So anyway, Jimmy Butler went off and decimated the yeah. Knicks. How can you call so, him Jimmy Butler? never won a championship. No, you can't call him Hemi until he's one. Many, Sounds like the next. Yeah, how many times have the next? I got, but, but I'm not the one calling people <laughs> Hemi Brunson. Okay, you know that doesn't rhyme. No, it'd be like Halen. Uh, you can't call you can't call him Hemi if he hasn't won a championship. Right. Jimmy G Buckets. Yeah, Jimmy good. Buckets is a great nickname. Mm-hmm. You don't need to be called Hemi because you just haven't won the championship. It doesn't hold up in my opinion. I bet you he'd smack his son's girlfriend's butt too. He's, he's <laughs> Who, Brunson? No, 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 Jimmy, 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 Jimmy. Listen, let's get right to it. I mean, so did you guys have a good game last game? Yes, we didn't. 
Yep. We had a terrible game. We shot the worst ever from three point mm-hmm. in playoff history as a Knicks team. Yeah, where's your six man of the year? I'm, that's not even the conversation I'm having right now. We're talking about but I'm talking worst game. three point our six are sickly. So Emmanuel Kobe had a terrible game. Yeah. Well, I think she had fifteen points last game. Yeah, but he shot like what three for thirteen. The whole team yeah, shot bad. That, that was the yeah. whole point. Is that yeah. we went th- we went seven for thirty four from three point, mm-hmm. and Brunson shot zero for seven for three. R.J. Barrett shot one for five. Hart shot zero for four. I.Q. shot one for four, and Quentin Grimes shot one for three. Does, the only person a, who shot well is R.J. Barrett. I have a question as a person who doesn't watch basketball. Yeah, doesn't that just mean the Heat's defense was really good? No, because they had they were missing they open had shots. so many open shots that. It, it, they just they just couldn't put it together last game and it was a twenty point six percent from three point and sixty percent free throws. I will say he do play good defense. Right, I think that's fair to well, say. I mean, so so the Knicks. I mean, Tom Thibodeau is only a defensive sure, coach, which hasn't showed much. Well, yeah, could. every team's been scoring. Well, we're in the second round, good. so. Oh sure, yeah. You just gotta, you just gotta, and that's as far as score you're more points. Second round, you just yeah. have to score more points than the other team. Yeah, that. right. I get that. Let's, let's. What's going on with Julius Randle? Right, he I guess he's hurt. Rolled his ankle. Sure. First game that he played in the playoffs, he dropped nine points. Got benched in the fourth. Didn't play. That's fine. You, you, let's talk about let's talk about the regular season. Julius Randle against the Heat, who averaged twenty three points. I like to remind you that we're in the playoffs. Twenty three points. Yeah, but he's he's. You can continue to be great in the regular season. That's fine. But yeah. it doesn't matter. Boston Bruins are great in the regular season. There you yeah. go. Well, who's T? Who's side are you on over here? Like a fucking peanut gallery. <laughs> Shop your mouth. I already told Ray that the edit button will be hot today. Neither. <laughs> Who? Who's going to score than than Jimmy Butler for the Heat? That's a great question. That's a great band. You want you want to put all your money on Duncan Robinson and Bam Adebayo? I never said Duncan Robinson. You I still said, regret So you just said Bam Adebayo. So you take Jimmy Butler. Bam has had a great season without Jimmy on the court, mm-hmm. but you don't great want season. you do not want that as your lead. I think Julius Randle out, Jimmy Butler out, Miami wins. I really do. I think I think Miami I'll has put, a better put, depth. Whoa, whoa, whoa! whoa. I think you Miami think has more depth, depth than the Knicks. I doubt that. I, 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 I disagree. I disagree. Okay, if you take if you take the top, you shot terrible last game. So if you both shoot the same, I guarantee you the Knicks have a deeper deeper cast. I just coming disagree. off the bench. I mean, who the, I love who are the game. top seven players in the series? It's Jimmy Butler, Jalen Brunson. Then it's probably about three Knicks players. Then Bam Abadio, and then probably three more Knicks players. I disagree. Gabe Vincent's been playing out of his mind. He always one does game, in the playoffs. One game. He always does in the playoffs. One game. He had a good 20-point game. <laughs> they shot well. You guys shot well. We didn't. We lost game one. And the one thing that the one thing that pisses me off more than anything was when Jimmy Butler rolled his ankle. The Knicks never went down and offensively attacked mm-hmm. him. It, if that's Michael Jordan, if that's Kobe Bryant, and you tell them you, you have an ailment, they're going after that mm-hmm. ailment. Every single time the Knicks gave the game. But for away. a defensive coach, you know he's hurt. He airballs he, he airballs a three in that game, and they continue to guard That's him. That's what, what drives, me, that drives me insane. Right. Well, I, I can't fucking stand it, it when those coaches sense. who are defensive gods 
can't can't find when there's blood in the water. Yeah, just yeah. drives me insane. I want to put my fist through my TV the entire sure. game. You usually want to do that. Though. I always want to do that. Yeah, especially when I'm playing defense. Is, is Udinese Haslin still playing for Heat? He is. Yes, he is. He is. He is. Yeah. about forty-two. And I'll tell you what, that's badass. Though. Forty-two. I'll tell you what, if Jimmy Butler continues his dominance in the playoffs, I could see Udinese Haslam getting playoff minutes against the Knicks when they're up by thirty. You talk right. a very big game. <laughs> very, I love it. Listen, I love. They it. match. I will say. Without joking around, they match up perfectly. It is a very good matchup considering defense, because the Heat do have a good defense. They have a good culture. Knicks do have a good defense. I'm not going to mm-hmm. say that they don't. Mitchell Robinson could be Defensive Player of the Swiping Year. Swiping the boards. Right. Oh, yeah. Swiping the boards. Good blocker. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. Great. Bam Adebayo is not going to be able to dominate. I get that. But if, like I said, I just trust the Miami Heat, even if they don't have Jimmy Butler on the court, I think that they can make that push where they can. Who takes who takes over Jimmy's points if he's not on the court? Can we get Kyle Lowry to do something? I, I don't think so. Kyle yeah, Lowry, I don't dude. think he's going to be able to do it. I think and we're missing Tyler Hero, which was a big loss as well. Very big loss. I think yeah. if you guys had a big man like Giannis or as tall and they could shoot. Mm-hmm. If they had Giannis, they'd be better. No, yeah. I said like Giannis, a player like Giannis. Mm-hmm. So you're putting words in my mouth. If you get a big, tall player who can play around the glass and also shoot, I think mm-hmm. the Heat would be next to unbeatable, okay. especially with so, Jimmy Butler. We, we can't go too much longer. So that's fine. Who's gonna win in how many games? I think the I think the Knicks win tonight. They they tie it up one one, and then they go back and they lose both, and they go back to Madison Square Garden down three one. If you want my honest opinion, I think oh, Knicks wow. have to win tonight. Oh, they absolutely if they, they, if they, must if they, win. If they lose game. tonight, I won't watch game three or four because they can't. Nobody There's, can beat Miami yeah. twice at home. In the gentlemen, my question to you is. With the way things are right now, are you willing to put a wager on? This I was series? already, I was already wanting to. <laughs> Before this, I was. Like, I'm more than willing. I. What? What's the so discussion what is it? What here? Do you got what are we, it seems like you've already it's, thought about this. Well, I was gonna, say, I was gonna put money on it, but let's let's do a nice let's do a nice lunch bet, a sophisticated lunch okay. bet. Okay. You have to wear top hats. Have okay. to wear a suit and tie. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do. Ah uh, oh, man, let's do uh, loser of the series. Buys pizza for the office. Pizza for the office. Pizza no for the pizza office. for the Damn office. The winner, <laughs> a, a lunch. Yeah. Up to $35. Ooh. Okay. That's fair. I, I'm i also going to add to it. Okay. Ooh, I love it. As well as that, the loser has to wear the other team's jersey. I will go out and I will buy a next jersey. I love I'll that. Go, That's how I'll confident go, I'll go out and buy a Miami jersey. That Jimmy Butler? I will not buy a Jimmy Butler jersey. Who are you going to buy? Alonzo Mourning. Okay, that's kind of old school. And I'm going to add to it that if the Knicks win, Patrick gets the candle. Ooh. I like it. What do I get in return? I don't know. I didn't find I'll buy you a six-pack. Oh. Ooh. He's not old enough. Yeah, can we get that on camera? Yeah, a six-pack of Coca-Cola. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Get your head out of the gutter. Yeah, yeah. Get out of the gutter. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
All right. Um, we made it to an hour already, which is spectacular. Uh, real quick, because we got to rush through the other stuff at this point. Uh, for movies, Guardians of the Galaxy 3 is coming out. I know May that I'm going. 5th, I think. Yeah. yeah. Well, May 4th. May 4th. Cause May Tom, the 4th be with Tom you. Tom and I already got, which is when people are listening. So, yeah, happy May the 4th. Yeah. To Tom and I will be going on a bro date later tonight at uh, 9.15 to go see Guardians together. I'm pretty excited about that. Nice. Um, do you guys watch this stuff? Do you have any, like, expectations for it? Tears. Yeah, I know that's good. Yeah. Happen. Isn't Batista in it? Yes, yeah, of course. He's in yeah. the is, this the gro- is this the Groove one? Yes. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, he shows how much I watch it. He's a big fan. Yeah. I have high expectations. Yeah, I heard my, nothing but good things from reviews online. For I heard it might be better than the first one. I want to yeah. say yeah, yeah, the exact same thing. Do you know how much Vin Diesel has made off of this movie for playing Groot and of saying one word? Not nearly enough. Entire? So much money. The amount of money he's Get him more money. I love it so much. So. Oh, are you going to look it up? I yeah. love it. So I can't really move on to the next thing since you're going to look at this up. And I love it. Continue. Vin Diesel group money. What? $54 million. $54.5 To play Groot. He you know, says one word. No, he says three words. I am Groot. I am Groot. Yeah. Oh, wow. Big, big jump up there. Now, did he say it every time or did he just say it like one time? Thrice yeah. and we just moved on from it. Bet you weren't going to guess that. It was almost $60 million. Love to have that guy's job right oh there. God. Yeah. Three words. Working out so I could be Vin Diesel. Three Damn words. How do, you per, how do you perfect three words? <laughs> I am Groot. Yeah. Oh, yeah, there you go. I am Groot. Pretty easy. <laughs> That's fantastically terrible. All right, and then moving on, uh, we got some hip rate stuff to touch on. You guys are going to CollectorCon for some reason in Dallas. You, you get it. Mm, Tell me mm, about mm. it. Mm. So this is like a mashup of a sports card show and a comic show all in one. Mm. Um, so you're going to have... Every kind of, as you would lovely, lovingly say, nerd there. Sport nerd, comic Dorks. nerd, entertainment nerd, movie nerd. We're all going to be there. It's going to be a lot of fun. You're going to see a lot of different things. Uh, I'm curious to see what we do. Um, kind of kind of a, a recon mission. Because um, we might be going to setting up at some of these sometime soon. Mm-hmm. So we're going to get as much information as we can, possibly buy some cards, and um, hopefully meet a lot of people. When is that show? This, uh, week, this weekend. This weekend. This weekend. Yeah. We are actually we're doing the the quick turnaround, flying out Saturday morning, uh, getting to Dallas around nine thirty, and then flying out at like seven o'clock Sunday Ooh. and getting home at eleven thirty Sunday night. You're missing football for no reason. Stupid. <laughs> anyway, um, no, that'll be a good time. You guys will enjoy it. And uh, we got a new product out. We have our rather popular VIP series. We're doing, I believe, it's football, just football, football and basketball. Oh, we're doing a basketball one too. I like that. Uh, but this, there's a little twist to this this series. Uh, Tom, why don't you tell me a little bit more about that? Um, so we've tried to change up the VIP a little bit, make it a little bit more exclusive. Uh, so we did all on-card autos for this one. Uh, I know a lot of collectors out there are not a big fan of stickers. So we went all on-card. Usually higher-end products have on-card autos. So it's kind of a cool, different twist on it. Um, so make sure you check it out. We have both the football and basketball up for sale um, now. Well, when this is uh, all supplies last. Yeah, <laughs> I built that it. basketball all by myself, and I will say, I'm jealous of I, whoever I, gets to open one of those boxes. So the, loaded. So the big chase uh, for football is we have a Tom Brady auto, uh, which is always always good, he's and good. then uh, yeah, he's Patrick, right. Patrick Mahomes nine five cracked ice auto second year, mm. uh, which is which is nice. And then basketball, we have a LeBron James. Nickname autograph. Bron. It just says Bron on it. Just, <laughs> just signed cool. Bron. That's, that's pretty yeah. cool. That's yeah. And then uh, we have it college uniforms, so not quite as, as sexy, but 
uh, Michael Jordan and Bill Russell duel. Duel on card auto yeah, rivalries. Duel. Yeah. Neat. See, so. college? College, yeah. Bill Russell College? Mm-hmm. Yeah, BGS 9. Wow. Do you know where he went to college? I don't. Anybody? I definitely don't, but I'll say like Georgetown or somewhere random. Way more random. Yeah, it's going to be I'll something. Say USF. Like... That's what? where he went? And it's not the University <clears throat> of South Florida. San Francisco. University of oh, San Francisco. Wow. No kidding. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. I learned something today. <laughs> yeah, that's. I can tell you, MJ went to UNC. <laughs> yeah, that one. That <laughs> one I knew. familiar with. That well, one I know. Yeah. <laughs> Love that. Uh, so, yeah, that's cool. So, if you guys want to check out our BAP stuff, go online and buy it, and then we'll make something else that you'll want to buy. It's great. That's how things work <laughs> it's here. It's a fun company. So, that brings. You're not kidding. So, that brings us to our final thoughts portion of the program because, well, we got to get out of here. So, uh, Patrick, I'm going to start with you. Um. All right. Uh. Well,. I knew I loved Don Mattingly for a reason. Um, a, a little tidbit about me is growing up, I loved him so much that you couldn't even call me Patrick. You had to call me Don Mattingly. <laughs> Wait, is this real? <laughs> I swear on my life. I'm letting you into a little bit of my life right there. Don Mattingly. You could, if you ever meet my parents, you could ask them that question. They will confirm. Uh, one of the main reasons why is because he was such a great uh, uh, underrated defensive player, in my opinion. A lot of people don't know this is that he played third base and second base as a lefty, and he actually played second base during the George Brett Pintar. He was playing second base as a lefty. That's during, incredible as a lefty. It's, it's it's amazing. You never see that. Have never seen that. Will never see that again. Don Mattingly needs to be put in the Hall of Fame. If you want to get me riled up again, that's how you get me riled up. The fact that he's not that in, he the fame, to get right. in the Hall of Fame. Deserve to get in the Hall of Fame. No, he a, does on a future podcast. Yeah. Next Coming episode. to you. I love it. All right. Is that it, babe? Yep. That's right. it. Logan, what you got, man? Are we doing uh, you can do whatever you hot want. takes? Are we doing whatever, whatever, you, whatever you want? Whatever you want. Whatever you want. Wait, wait. Be. One caveat. No, nothing else about the Eagles. Nope. Or the Knicks. Or the Heat. Or the Knicks. Or the anything that'll free nope. Patrick up. <laughs> I have. <laughs> thank you for protecting me. I have a bit of a hot take. It's my favorite. It's a fun one. Probably nobody's going to agree with me. I think Tyree Wilson's going to be the biggest bust in this draft. Ooh. Ooh I Why do you think that? He does have a lot of strengths. That's obvious. That's why he was picked top ten. I think he is just another Raiders messed up. I think he is too tall for his position. Watching him play in college, he does not make the correct reads when it comes to running the football. Um, he's He doesn't have his eyes open when it comes to a, a running back in the backfield who's making a cut. He's still going after the quarterback. Being too tall is hard for an edge rusher because they don't have enough speed to get off the, the line of scrimmage. I just, out of all the edge rushers that went in the first round, I just don't like him. I don't like him there. And and he played in Texas Tech, which there's some competition, you know, in that division. I don't think it's going to translate to NFL competition. Now, Logan, were you aware that we did a 40-minute thing on the draft, and you could have said this then? Do the Dave Matthews one. I saw you write it down. Okay, all right. I'll do, I'll do that one as well. Uh, I... Can't stand Dave Matthews. I think he shouldn't be a musician. Oh, the Dave Matthews did? <laughs> yeah. That's incredible. There is, there is a line of 40 to 50-year-olds who will literally die on that hill to say that you are so wrong. Why well, you I agree away. with you. I can't listen to his music. It drives me nuts. And and everybody, it's funny that you mentioned that. I've talked to plenty of Dave Matthews fans. Go to Sarah Thomas Springs, man. Talk to his you got to see him yeah, you got to see him They're all 40 to 50 years yeah, old. Yeah. No but, one 30 But when I hear you, you have to... You have to see him live. A lot of the times what I've heard about his live performances is that he 
always changes the lyrics to his songs. Oh. It's always different every time. I couldn't stand that. And I don't know what the hell he's saying Nobody every time knows. he's singing a song. Nobody maybe that's knows. maybe that's a hot take, but I really don't think it is. I mean, you struggle to understand what the hell he's talking about. <laughs> I love it. Pants marching too. is a bop. That's my song. Sure, that's fair. Everything else I can't listen to. Oh, yeah, I can't satellite, do it. Satellite. Nope, can't do it. Satellite. Can't do it. And I never will be a Dave Matthews fan, no matter how many times people tell me I have to listen to it again. I've tried. I've I, done my time. I can't do it. I will I say I heard, I heard he's the king of indie, though. Like when you're if you're like uh, starting an indie, like everybody looks up to Dave Matthews sure. because he just wasn't like that mainstream. Yeah, that, and they'll stay indie because nobody wants to listen. To I've it. gotten into well. many an argument with many a person over the same exact thing because I'll always say like, ah, Dave Matthews is overrated as hell. What are you talking about? Now I won't go as far as say he shouldn't make music because like whatever he wants to jam and do that, that's fine. But man, every song sounds the same. Mm-hmm. It like all of his concerts just sound like the same song for three Absolutely. hours. So that's probably why you think he yeah. changes the lyrics all the time. It's just a new song. You just didn't know. Yeah, no. <laughs> he could go on a four-hour just nothing but music, and you'd never be able to tell that the song changed. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's exactly. You'd think it was the He's exact a jam same band. Song. He's a garage jam that. band. None yeah. of us like immediately decided like. We need you to come back again. <laughs> That's fantastic. All right, man. Tom, what do you got? So the reason I know that Bill Russell went to University of San Francisco <laughs> is that Netflix has a two-part special on Bill Russell, and I watched that on the plane back from Kansas City uh, this weekend. And always knew how good Bill Russell was, and you always hear about the 11 rings. But watching that documentary was so um, so eye-opening about so much more about the guy's life, um, <clears throat> about a lot of the things he did uh, for, um, you know. I'm drawing a blank here. Wow. Yeah, great, a lot of great, people. great final thought. I mean, he's, he was the first uh, black coach in the NBA. Well, yeah, well. He yeah, opened a lot of doors for a lot of people. Yeah, but he was, you know, he did a lot for civil rights. Yeah, off and the court. Off the court, you know, with Muhammad Ali um, I did not know this, that he refused to sign autographs for a long time, wouldn't sign autographs, and he said, when I'm on the court, I'm public property. When I'm off the court, I'm, I'm my own man. Mm. Um, won 11 titles in 13 years. Um, you know, Played against guys like Wilt Chamberlain, who in his last finals they were playing against him, Wilt came down, hurt his knee, and basically after the game, Bill was like, I can't believe he came out of the game. He wasn't really hurt. He quit on his team. And him and Wilt didn't talk for a long time after that. Love it. But he was just the ultimate competitor. He didn't care necessarily about his stats. He just wanted to win. Um, and and it I was, think that proves it with his eleven rings that he won. It was. Yeah. It was just. It was incredible. And like I said, off the court, the the civil rights stuff. Him standing up uh, for what he believed in. Um, they talked about how he was, you know, in his own neighborhood. You know, they they gave him an award for who he was, and then he wanted to move to a, a better house. And they didn't want him to live there. Like, it's just crazy the things yeah. he went through, the crazy things he did. Um, and then after his career, uh, continued to, down the same path. And just a, a great role model, a great person to kind of look up to Boston in the NBA. must have been tough to live in, too. I mean, that's not the, 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 the most accepting. Area. Yeah, the most yeah. accepting area, for yeah. sure. Yeah, I mean, still. They, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Would you say it's an absolute must-watch? Yeah, I absolutely would watch it. Um, I'd, watch, I'd say I'd watch it tonight, but that's just not I mean, I love yeah. The Last oh, Dance, so if it's in the same category, I'll be watching yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's, it's two parts. It's like three hours total, but it, it's just it's really good, really good watch. All right, uh, so get out there and watch that and tell Tom how much you like it. So my final thought is pretty simple. Um, June 7th, 2023, 
that I got a really cool date in mind. Uh, Patrick, you might want to care about this too, because that is the official day of the premiere of, of episode one of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, season 16. Uh, there's not a day that goes by in this office that you can't walk through it without hearing us quoting something or doing just something ridiculous for that show. 100%. It's easily one of my favorite shows ever. Uh, and I'm a, I knew I knew season 16 was coming out. I didn't know the exact day. Now I do. I'm super pumped for it. I can't wait to, for it to get here because it's, it's just going to be I was clocking that in my head. You're like, who's I watched you do it. As I was just staring at you. Sounds familiar. Is he going to figure it out? I love that show. I'm super pumped for Always Sunny. I just can't wait. It's really easy. Real light final thought there. You got to love that too. I mean, you're a Philly fan, right? Never seen it. What? And that... Right. I'm erasing the show. I know. Starting over. I know. No, Listen, I've seen a lot of shows. Office, one of my favorites as well. I know that a lot of people from Philadelphia love that show. I Do have not gotten have a chance to. to seen it yet. Trust me on this one. Just start watching. People it. from Philadelphia don't love anything, <laughs> and they love that show. Hey, city of brotherly love. So they love brothers. They love it. their brothers. Yeah. All right. And on that note, uh, thank you everybody yeah, for Luke tuning in and spending an hour and fifteen <laughs> minutes of your time to hang out with us. Uh, it was a blast as always. These two got to get out of here because I got a basketball game. They got to go watch. Oh, so, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, thank you again for everybody for listening. Again, if you have any emails or questions for us, you can email us at podcast at hitparadecollection.com. That's podcast at hitparadecollection.com. Uh, but after that, we'll just uh, we'll talk to you guys next week sometime. Logan, thank you very much for coming. Thanks in. for having me, guys. It was, it was a lot of fun. It was a it was a blast. Always a pleasure, sir. Literally and figuratively. <laughs> um, that's it. See you guys later. Bye. Deuces.